Join me, Professor RPG, as I sit down with friends, colleagues, and special guests as we reminisce and discuss role-playing games that left their mark on us. Expect to see all sorts, from western style to Japanese and even tabletop. So stay a while and listen, and let us trigger those memories of tales long since completed. Relive that fantasy you hold dear, and come along with us, adventurer, on this quest into the past. Welcome to the RPG University. Class is in session, and today we're just hanging out and catching up with my good friend and assistant here at the university. As always, I am your host, Scott White, also known as Professor RPG, and this week, like I said, I have the pleasure of welcoming back to the university to catch up the captain of the USS Irrational Passions and my assistant, my dear friend, Alex O'Neill. How's it going, Alex? It's Happy going good. Happy New Year. It's uh, It's the year. It's it 2023, the year of video games, as it is forever to games. be known. Yeah. A lot of uh, video games this year. Yeah. It's, this is the time to catch up. These two weeks of peace in January. Right. <laughs> right. And then before the end of, or the second half of January, then it just doesn't stop until summertime. Yeah, basically. Um, but yeah, how have you been? What have you been playing? Like, how did you ring out 2022? Like, uh, what's been new? What's 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 you um, been playing? I I've been good. Very busy. December was a very difficultly busy time <laughs> because of job. Um, but outside of that, honestly, the the most tried and true answer I've got, I've been playing a lot of Destiny. Um, we're in that the final season. Before the new expansion, before Lightfall. Before they get lime flavor, um, that's right. Yes, green flavored subclass, yum. Uh, which is very exciting. Anytime they add a new subclass to Destiny, I'm always like super excited. Um, especially in an instance where like everyone's just gonna get a grappling hook mm-hmm. now, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, the like the story is kind of picking up uh to to lead into where that's going um and definitely like very interesting implications i'm curious the the last week of the story for the season is next week next mm-hmm. tuesday is gonna be like the last piece of story probably until the the final week um so i'm kind of curious where they're gonna leave things off uh i'm in that mode where now i'm like prepping for for Lightfall. Mm-hmm. uh there's not it's not like a ton that you can do, but it's just a good idea to have like as many of the materials as you can have. Um, you can kind of save bounties so you can start the expansion with a bunch of experience points. Um, usually you like jump to like level 12, I think, um, which is always useful. What do you mean jump uh, to level 12? So each season your level resets from, you know, to one of like the season pass. Um, oh season pass i was thinking like item level or like character level but you're talking about like um the the season pass level right yeah but in that you're also all that experience is also going into the seasonal artifact which will give you like a level boost it will unlock the the artifact mods uh and those are how you take down like specific enemies or um, a lot of the artifact mods are just like season to season, really powerful types of gameplay style mods that 
Like, for example, there's one this week, this season that's called Weakened Clear, right? Anytime you hit, if you have this mod equipped, anytime you hit an enemy with a special grenade launcher or a heavy grenade launcher, mm -hmm. uh, it weakens them. Um, so that way they take 15% more damage from all sources. Uh, so it's like, that's uh, a high level mod that anybody can use that you want to unlock as quickly as possible. Um, and so having that like a little XP boost at right. the beginning from saving 60 bounties mm -hmm. um, to just cash them all in right from the get-go is really useful, um, especially when like there's going to be a new raid that's going to probably drop at the end of week two of the season uh, and expansion and there's going to be new activities and new end game activities and, and things like that. Oh, cool. It's so weird to hear you. Cause for the longest time, I feel your go-to was always kingdom hearts of persona. So hearing yeah. you like that, you've stepped outside of those and like, that's like, Oh, I'll, I, you just go back to destiny. It's, it's, it's a bit of a shock for me. I'm not going to lie. I can't relate yeah. to destiny. It just intimidates me so much. Yeah, I mean, I do definitely think of it in the MMO sense, right? Yeah. Like, I'm getting materials, I'm getting oh, yeah. pieces of gear that, like, I like and want to level up, or uh, I'm crafting weapons now, right? Like, mm -hmm. weapon crafting has been a big part of it. And you have to level crafted weapons up in order to unlock, like, the enhanced perks and things like that you can put on them. So you have to, like, grind a lot with them, Um to get them to like level 17 is usually when you have everything unlocked for mm -hmm. those. Um, so there is like a lot of like prepping and grinding and getting things in order. I like that stuff. Oh yeah. I, I've definitely learned to really like it more in destiny. I, I, I know why it is such a turnoff. I get it, especially when like, I think the core problem of destiny is for new people is like, you're, you are just doing the same three playlists and then like the assorted other activities like raids and dungeons mm -hmm. and stuff, but you're just running the same strikes, running the same gamut maps, running the same crucible modes. Um, although they've got a little bit better about crucible modes um, lately, but yeah, I, I mean, it, to me, it is just like people who are like, yeah, I'm trying to get my item level to, to max for, uh, whatever the challenge raids in Final Fantasy 14 are called. Um, it's it's like a similar idea yeah. to me. Yeah, for I'm me... on and, the other end. And <laughs> we talked about this on the episode when you and Mike were on, and we were specifically talking about Destiny. It's like, I remember having a good time with Destiny and Destiny 2, but it, it got so far ahead of me in terms of mm -hmm. story and just like mechanics and stuff they've added. It's... It's so daunting, and it's just I can't look at it and be like, "Oh yeah, I'll, I can jump into that." It's like I I'm too busy now to to do another one of those things. Like Final Fantasy fourteen yeah. is kind of my uh, evergreen, progressive. I can hop in, do stuff, game. Um, yeah, but I it, it looks so much fun, and I remember those good times. I loved playing with people in Destiny, but now it's just like I don't I'm. I'm lost. I'm I'm old man moaning it. It's just I can't do it. And you had mentioned I had thought that the new subclass. I thought it was a brand new class. I didn't realize it was a subclass. Yeah, they they've never added a new class to Destiny. 
uh, they've only ed ever added new subclasses, right? And this goes back to uh, the Taken King, right? In the original Destiny, vanilla, mm -hmm. every class had two subclasses that were kind of tied to like these universal elements right. uh, that that are throughout the the game. And then in the Taken King, they added the third light subclass to each character, right? Um, which was like Solar for Titan and Arc for Warlock and Void for mm -hmm. Hunter. Um, and then in Beyond Light in Destiny 2, they added the first Darkness subclass, which is Stasis, which is the Ice subclass. And now they're adding the second Darkness subclass, uh, which is Strand. Um, so yeah, it's still Warlock, Titan, and Hunter. Okay. Uh, and and they haven't changed that. Although, So like, is Darkness I, I its own class? Um, darkness is like a style of subclasses, just like the the original three are the the light subclasses. Does this make sense? <laughs> light subclasses. I guess I consider each. I I guess yeah. Now that I I'm I'm picturing when like solar lightning and whatever the other one was i can't even remember any anymore void art yeah and solar, i, I yeah. guess i figure i think of those as classes when sure. i know it's the hunter the the titan and, titan the Warlock, and whatnot. Yeah. those i guess are the character classes i was thinking element okay i it's it's reprocessed now sure i was thinking yeah. of those elements as individual classes but yeah just the goal is obviously like on the the right side of things yeah, the goal is obviously to have three light subclasses and three darkness right. subclasses. I think that's like potentially the the final shape, which is the expansion after Lightfall, uh, could add the last of the three darkness mm -hmm. subclasses. I hope so. Um, they've been like they've updated throughout 2022. They updated all of the light subclasses mm -hmm. to use the same system that Stasis had when it launched. Um, which is this really cool kind of customizable system where you essentially have three core abilities and you can choose any two of those and slot them in. And then into those abilities, you have like all these little modifiers that are shared across all the classes. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so that way, like you can kind of mix and match stuff and it, it creates like these verbs and, and synchronous like action words that, are true across all the classes. So it allows for a little bit more synergy. Like things can kind of complement each other really well. Yeah. This game is completely different from the last time I played, but it's not, I mean, like it sounds yeah. interesting. It um, is like, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. Like it is, it, it does dope. feel different and, and it, it helps. Like my entry point was just like playing each expansion as it came out. Mm -hmm. Right. I just played forsaken, did the raid, got out. And then I did uh shadow keep did the raid got out and then beyond light came out and that's when i started being like oh like i want to try out these seasons and see what mm -hmm. this is about and then once you start doing all the seasonal stuff i do think it's just kind of a natural progression to be like oh i want my armor stats to be better now like oh i want to uh mass work on my armor like oh i want to have the guns that mm -hmm. i want like oh i want to have the exotics that will complement the class that i want to run um better and then it just kind of a slippery slope you know how mmos yeah. go oh for sure i i always just got 
a great joy out of buying the expansions, telling myself I'm going to play through them, <laughs> and then actually never playing through them. Yeah. Um, yeah so I yeah. have, and this went back to even original Destiny, so I own them, but I've never played them. Yeah, I mean, That's it's a style. thing that everyone in the community agrees, like, one of the big problems with Destiny is how absolutely impenetrable it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, they're adding this thing called, like, Guardian Ranks um, in Lightfall. Uh, potentially not in Lightfall. It might be in the year of Lightfall. Um, mm-hmm. That is supposed to give you a little bit more of, like, a linear progression to, like, understand the systems. Okay. Uh, I don't know if it's going to solve that problem, but at least they're trying to That's to cool. aid that problem. Yeah. Oh, very cool. So, play anything? Anything else been catching your fancy besides Destiny, or that's pretty much what you ended the year on? Um. Well, it's funny because I have been playing a little bit of Persona Five <laughs> on the side. <laughs> I've been like playing through the Xbox version, um, just because you know it was on Game Pass. Yeah, I wanted to see it at sixty FPS. I love that stuff. Um, I'm, mm-hmm. uh, I I had a lot of momentum at the front, but then I was like playing other things. Like I I beat like Signalis over the holiday. I break. have heard such amazing things about that game. Yeah, I did too. I I was definitely curious about it. I'm glad I played it. I don't think. It is like my favorite type of spooky game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you like Silent Hill, uh, you'd really, really like Signalis. But and it, like, I guess a little bit of like classic Resident Evil as well. You can even play it with tank controls. I did not. I'll have you know, tank controls are bad. Uh, yeah, I'm good on that front. Um, but it's really cool. It's definitely like visually, it's like mm-hmm. extremely impressive. Like the presentation, like there's like good cinematography and stuff that they do with it. Um, but it is just like more of like a Silent Hill kind of story, which is okay. I've I've realized not necessarily my thing. Um, mm-hmm. But I think people that like that kind of thing are are really gonna like it. Um, it's again gorgeous it's just like really pretty mm-hmm. uh pixel art i was trying to like wrap a couple of things up um because yeah. i'm writing up my my top 10 list um also played a little bit of horizon forbidden west getting back into that um which is good that game is like really long <laughs> <laughs> maybe too long maybe not mm-hmm. i don't know it's it's an open world game so i always have like beef with that uh, and I, I didn't play it that recently, but just like thinking back on, I, I replayed or not replayed. I played for the first time Fire Emblem Three Houses okay. last year, um, which has gotten me very much in the mood for Engage, uh, yeah. which I know you, you, you've played a little bit of. I um, I have played all of it. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, I'm really excited for that. Yeah. Um, Bring on the traditional Fire Emblem. That's what I want right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so what are some of the... Let's peek behind the curtains. I'm curious. What are some of your top tens from 2022? Oh, yeah. I can uh, I can pull up the list. I can t- reveal all of them. Um, yeah. Some for I... the surprise, but I'm, I'm curious. 
Yeah, I I was surprised when I was writing it um, how much DLC I really liked in the year oh, yeah. 2022. Um, there was a lot that I had played and I was really into. For example, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak mm-hmm. um, was very, very good. Very solid. Um, the Witch Queen expansion for Destiny, obviously very solid. And um, the Shadows of Rose expansion and all the the other stuff they added to re8 i was like yeah mm-hmm. there was like i still need to a, get get that it's pretty Shadow good Rose. i think it's not like amazing mm-hmm. um but it does like wrap some stuff up and it and it does some really cool spooky stuff there's like one level in it that's like super fucking scary oh yeah <laughs> um and i was not ready for it and i <laughs> i i did love it though uh, it just scared the shit out of me. Um, yeah, and without giving too much away, shout out to Tunic, uh, which came out yeah. uh, in March of last year, and that game is great. And I feel like not enough people really gave it uh, like a true shot and got into some of the secret stuff in it. And uh, I was surprised, like um, Splatoon three. Uh, made it on my list. Oh I wow! Ended up yeah, I haven't really heard you talk much game. about Splatoon three. Now that I think about it, like even in our um, the Slack and stuff, I feel like that's true. Splatoon yeah. died down. The Splatoon talk was strong and heavy for a good little while, and then it just kind of fizzled. I feel like I I, I guess I got most of it out like on Nintendo Land. With oh, Mike. good point. Um, but yeah it's like i actually finished all of the single player levels and like 100 percented the mm-hmm. campaign and found all the secrets and played a bunch of the multiplayer uh it really just kind of committed to it in a way that i had not with mm-hmm. any splatoon beforehand uh and i really loved it i was like oh this is actually really great it was kind of refresher like right in the middle of September to like have this kind of level based game where you just do a couple levels and then peace out. Um, which I'm not normally into these Mm -hmm. days, but, but it worked because when it came out and just like so clear that the people who make those games, like love that community and listen to that community and do stuff for them because like you're walking around the city and like the, the messages that you can post are like, spray painted onto the walls of the buildings like they've made it found a way to do that so it's like just feels like really lived in uh and and it feels like the community is just like a big part of that game's voice uh and everyone in that community like all the messages they post are very like jolly and and not like gross or weird Mm -hmm. uh which i'm i'm grateful for yeah it's just a fun time although boy some people are really good at that game, and it sucks to fight them. <laughs> yep. What about you, Scott? What you got? What you been playing? Um, recently, uh, like I mentioned, I had been playing through um Fire Emblem Engage. Uh, I did Engage. a preview of that over at RPG site, so I got to enjoy that over my break. So that mm-hmm. was nice. Um. And really, right now, I've been doing. Um, so the the same guy that puts on the Final Fantasy Five Four Job Fiesta last year, he started doing special monthly events. Um, and January is a Final Fantasy Seven event where you sign up and it's completely free. It's fourjobfiesta.com/ff7, but it is randomly assigns each character 
a quote-unquote job. And each of those jobs restricts what materia that character can use. Um, so I've been starting a new... Pl- I've been playing through a new playthrough of Final Fantasy VII, OG Final Fantasy VII. Love it. So that's that's been fun. Um, play through that's probably good, like Crisis coming Core. off of Crisis Core. Yeah, yeah I was going to yeah. say. Uh, Crisis Core Reunion, that was fun. Did you? Speaking of, did you pick I, up Crisis Core? I, I did finish Crisis Core Reunion. I, uh, that's... There's a lot of video games, all right? Yeah, no, I I completely agree. Um, I still ball like a baby at that ending. Yeah, um, I listen. I might sound like a heartless monster here. I did not cry at the ending there, and maybe that's, I don't know. Maybe it's, that's it's, wild it's, to me because it's true because I cry. And you pride yourself on what you cry at in video games. I maybe it's. A, I think playing through that game, I realized like I, I don't love these characters as much as I think most other people do. Mm. Um, I'm just very attached to I think the OG Seven Squad, mm-hmm. and and these characters tend to to maybe get a little overshadowed by that. And also, B, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm watching this end scene. I'm just thinking about Final Fantasy VII Rebirth and not knowing what the Oh, I know. Going on, so maybe I was like emotionally distracted, and see, you know, a lot. I'm on a lot of medication, <laughs> so <laughs> sometimes it makes it hard to feel emotions. But uh, yeah, I I am not as attached to Zach, I think, as as most other people. Yeah, um, which I knew, but I guess like this this kind of really drove home. But I enjoyed the remaster and 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 playing it again. I'm very mm-hmm. glad that that game is not. Locked, locked to the Alca- PSP UMD disc anymore. Yeah, I know the right? Alcatraz that is a UMD disc. I love that I have on audio of you saying you're not the biggest Zach person mm-hmm. because I feel like something's going to happen in Rebirth, and you're suddenly going to love Zach. I, I hope so. That's I, my... I feel like that's what's going to happen. That's my hope. I mean, that's the thing. Like. Zach gets like the shittiest game to get <laughs> character development. And he's great in the game. I mean, it's and not I, Dirge of Servers. Let's let's be clear. It's sure. than Dirge. It's it's just like, you know, his an- antagonist is like this dude who's reading poetry every right. fucking three minutes. And it's like it's hard to have like a compelling hero without a good foil. So I think I mean, although like I don't, we don't know, maybe I don't even know if I view I guess technically Genesis is the quote unquote, quote unquote antagonist. Yeah, I I guess now that you kind of put it that way, it's like I never viewed it as a typical good guy has to go and find the bad guy. I've always viewed it yeah. almost like a journal or just a peel back on the really rough shit that Zach goes through before Final Fantasy Seven. <laughs> yeah, I think that that also might have been what what frustrated me is like the the story is so weirdly meandering like mm-hmm. the, you start the game and then just right away angel disappears like mm-hmm. at the end of the first chapter and it's like okay i don't even get time to like hang out with this dude really uh and then like you're just like where's he where's he for like three chapters you fight a couple of guys then like nothing happens and then you hang out with Aerith. That's great. Angel comes back. He's like, I'm sorry. But then he leaves again. And then he dies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then, like, there's a time jump. And uh, Zach Nibelheim gets a haircut. Happens. 
Zach gets a haircut and he looks great. He mm-hmm. just looks so good with that haircut. Um, and you know, Nibelheim is also like it was weird seeing it again in that game. It's like they very much like skip over a lot of stuff that happens because mm-hmm. like it's like this isn't really the story for this game, but we're gonna have it in here. Yeah, um, yeah. There's just like a lot of weird stuff. It, it, to, to your point, it doesn't feel like Genesis is like the antagonist, but it doesn't like feel like a lot of story is happening, like big overarching stories happening. Yeah, for most of the game. Um. So yeah, I, I think I was just like I had my critical lenses on it, mm-hmm. and and it reminded me a lot because I've always said like Crisis Core is not like my favorite. Oh, I yeah. think it's fine. Um, and and I think this just playing through it again, it was like okay, yes, this is why I was saying this for so long mm-hmm. of like this just isn't particularly my cup of tea, um, which I think is surprising on some level, but like you know, it's yeah. all gonna change when Rebirth comes out anyway. <laughs> And what I was surprised with, with playing through Reunion, I was looking for Snap, like the little dog. I was looking everywhere Everywhere. for little things (laughs) that connect it or might allude to something in Remake or like a new trailer. I was like, I was just, I was sure that there was going to be some secret, secret ending like Kingdom Hearts always pulls or something that would give us a little teaser to something with what can be expected in rebirth and it's not there's nothing there i was like uh kind of bummed but at the same time like remake and rebirth they're like sequel prequels it's it's i I don't even bananas it's all like three timelines now i don't know what the hell's going on so it makes sense that crisis core still remains the direct prequel to the original game which is the prequel to remake it's all sorts of wonky but i'm Mm and kind of going on onto rebirth right now yeah square has a square i don't know how they've produced so many games in the past year let alone the ones that are coming out in the next 12 months 12 to 14 months. yeah it's yeah. wild they have all this little side games that they did this past year they had dio field chronicles they had triangle strategy they had valkyria uh, valkyrie elysium and valkyrie profile lenneth that remake they had all Tactics those games. ogre, right, is one of theirs. Which one? Tactics Ogre Rebirth yeah, or whatever. That was one of theirs. And then in the next few months, they have the new theatre the, the, theater rhythm the, or whatever. They have rhythm, yeah. Octopath Traveler two. We have Final Fantasy sixteen this summer. We have. Yeah, I guarantee it's not going to be this year, but it's going to be like early next year. Final Fantasy seven Rebirth. Mm-hmm. You have all these games. They're just firing on all cylinders. It's like for the longest time, we weren't getting stuff from Square, and then it just the deluge hits. And they're still working on Kingdom Hearts Four. They're still working on Dragon Quest H Two D or Dragon Quest Three HD Two D or whatever. Oh yeah, they have so much stuff. Yeah, I don't know what change. I guess like there's probably some kind of management change, right? something um, somebody's like got in there is like hey like we don't need to be spending all this time doing nothing <laughs> uh yeah i don't know especially like you think back to like the final fantasy 13 era yeah not that long ago right obviously that game came out years? in 2009 no. yeah it's 13 years yeah last year because there was the big 13 years of 13 or whatever 
Mm-hmm. And basically every game after that just was taking forever, yeah. except for like 13-2 in, in Lightning Returns. So those are like the games they got out in like mm-hmm. two or three years. Um, but yeah, everything else was just slogging along. Even Final Fantasy 16, or excuse me, 15, got like delayed and delayed when they had like reannounced it. It was a 13 um, at one point. It was all sorts yeah. of wild. Then the six years of Kingdom Hearts 3. Yep. And it... And now it's just like, here, you want a, a tactics game. This year we're just going to do tactics games. And I like how they're kind of leaning, or last year they leaned on kind of the more B tier. Like, they're not AAA big franchise. Do kind of fun little games. Um, yeah. That are more to, like, test, like, Dio Field. I enjoyed Dio Field. It had its issues, but overall I enjoyed it. Um, so it's like I, that they they did Tactics Ogre. That was a big one. I think that's fantastic. I'd love Tactics Ogre Reborn. Good, but good. I, yeah, and, but I mean, I the people are definitely critical of like Valkyrie Elysium and oh, yeah. stuff like that. Uh, I don't know how people thought of Dio Field Chronicle. Um, uh, did you play that one? Yeah, play through and beat it. Um, it was one of those... The thing is, like with... I get, Valkyria Elysium, I think, carried more weight in kind of expectations than this random Dio Field game did. Um, but I think for a game, brand new IP, that just kind of came out of nowhere, I thought it was pretty good. I think it was a very solid 7, like 7-5. Seven, um, and at the end, it was just, there was no real expectations to it. And it's like, yeah, that was kind of fun. I wouldn't mind a sequel. And, okay. and I'm kind of the same way, so. But yeah, Valkyrie Elysium. I know people said, had really good things to say about combat. That was the main thing I heard good things about, but the rest was kind of meh. Okay, yeah. That was the one I was interested in, mm-hmm. too, of course, because it was like the action game. And then it's right. like, yeah, well, actually, maybe not. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I know that the theory that I saw a lot of people throwing out there was that they were getting all these projects out to make them look better to be purchased. Yeah. Which which has not happened, so I, I'm just going to assume this had not happened yet at the time of this yeah. recording. Lord Lord knows what could happen <laughs> on a Tuesday morning, so uh or a Thursday afternoon for that matter. Um so I, I don't know. I don't know about that. That seems like very like mm-hmm. straw hat or like tinfoil hat uh game fan like theory shit uh yeah. that I'm not as into. Well, people have been saying Square's going to be bought by Sony or someone for the past decade and a half, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just been a constant state of they're being bought by someone. <laughs> yeah. But so we've looked back at games we played in 2022 and the tail end of that. But what games are you really looking forward to? Like what RPGs are you really looking forward to in the next next year, Alex? Um, a lot. Yeah, <laughs> not a short list. I think doesn't have to we, be. It's uh, the it's it's true. This is like the let's let's knock the list up. I did my fantasy critic draft, um, with my good friend Brian Nobish and Jackson, and our friend mm-hmm. uh, Brandon Gann, um, and one that was like in my top picks that I think is going to it's going to come out and it's going to be a club banger and people are going to remember it and it's Sea of Stars. Yeah. Uh it's been on our radar for a while, obviously. 
Um, I I loved the messenger on the record, loving mm-hmm. that game. The moment that I saw you it, you were super t- big stand for messenger. Yeah, the moment I saw, the moment I met the the director Thierry, uh, I was just like, yes, yeah. this is this guy gets it. We went to the um, launch party at PAX for, um, for Messenger back in the day. Yeah, yeah, great time. Uh, PAX, PAX West. That was a roof. That was a rooftop party. Yeah, there's there's a rooftop involved there. Um, and yeah, I, I've been looking forward to see a stars ever since they announced it. It's just like. They're really going for full Chrono Trigger style, which I feel like um, that also reminds me. I played a little bit of that. The game, the Chain RPG, Deckos? I can't. Uh, yes, yes. Thank I you. Need, I still I need to get to that one. remember the name. I played like the first hour. It's very interesting. Like you're like playing a bunch of different characters and jumping around the switch in perspectives, which I was not expecting. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Um, but yeah, Sea of Stars going for it they got the style they got the vibe they got the music just the pixel art just looks yeah so good especially like the environments and stuff they got a world map they got the guy who did the music for chrono trigger yeah <laughs> so like yeah why I'm not there i'll be why there the fuck not you yeah. know why the fuck not but the thing is like pl- talking to them and i, I talked to terry who who is the uh director and uh the the sound guy the the guy who mm-hmm. did the soundtrack and they both really wanted to work with that guy, so that, that they they got to do it is is super cool and and makes me super happy. Oh, so cool! Uh, but, but yeah, yeah, that one's gonna be very good, I think. So what else? Um, I'm I'm looking at a big list in front of me. We got right lots now. of trails this year. Um, we got three trails games this year, Alex. What's the third one? The uh, the tale one, of Nau- like the sp- Nauta, Nauta, Trails into whatever the, sp- the spinoff, the spinoff one that's like an action game. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I'm very the excited of for Nauta Boundless Trails. Oh, I'm very excited for Azure, obviously, mm-hmm. which is in March, coming out at literally the worst possible time. I think it comes <laughs> out like two days before Resident Evil 4 remake. It's like, fuck, man. What is going on this yeah. year? Um, but I I think I'm the most excited for Trails into Reverie. Yeah. Obviously, bringing the voice acting back, which I All the voice and, actors. Yeah, there's so many voices in that game. Um, and, and that's going to be cool because that'll be the first time a lot of those... Uh, you know, Trails from Zero and Trails as your characters are getting mm-hmm. English VO and stuff. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think those two, like Trails to Azure into Reverie is going to be like the double hitter. Yeah. Um, and, and Reverie is like the, the kind of epilogue to, to that whole story. So it's the, um, yeah, it's the bridge game between Cold Steel and uh, Kuro, which. I'm hoping we I we had to at least get an announcement that the first game is coming next year or something. Like we have to get some sort of yeah. announcement that it's coming. Yeah, I, I think we'll we'll get there. It it might end up being longer, which is a bummer, but I I, I think we'll at least get an announcement this year that they're they're working on it. Mm-hmm. Um, right out the gate, obviously, Fire Emblem Engage. Yeah. Um, I am interested in Diablo Four. Obviously, you know, the the whole crescendo of Blizzard being uh, a factor in there. We'll see how 
what what things are like when that game comes out, especially with that recent report about what's going on with Diablo 4's development, which is just a bummer to hear about. Um, Final Fantasy 16. <laughs> I get, you are know, you I guess. What, what are your thoughts I, on Forspoken? I want to get Forspoken, but there are too many other games that I think will be better coming out in January. Oh, you mean I'd the console sp- versions of Persona 3 and Persona 4, Fire Emblem Engage? Is that what you mean? Yeah, those, those other just little and, and little titles. Dead Space remake, oh, which yeah. is also a a, a seventy dollar video game. So it's like I'd rather put my money toward yeah. that than seventy dollars toward Forspoken, which I know is going to be a seven, right? Like, yeah, and it's a it's a bummer. Um, but you know maybe. No, I'm not even gonna pretend like maybe something mm-hmm. will come out and be like, actually, it's really good. It's like, no, I mean, I'm sure the things that people are not happy with that game right now are are going to persist, right? Mm-hmm. Like the dialogue and and the the weird complicatedness of it all, uh, um, the very empty open world, like all those things are, I think, are are going to be problems. Yeah. And yeah, I just I think you could get away with that like five years ago, but you just can't get away with that now. Yeah. Um and it's it's going to hurt that game. Yeah, I'm going to be curious to see how it how it performs. Um cuz I didn't play the demo. So when I go into it, I'm going to be like fully fresh and really all I yeah. my main experience was like the early trailers and then the trailer that got memed memed to oblivion by everybody. Yeah. Um But yeah, I think It'll probably be like a seven and be twenty, thirty bucks cheaper by March. Yeah. Or it won't be because of the Square Enix tax. And then it's gonna everyone's gonna be like, You guys gotta cut this price. Yeah. Uh I was talking to my friend Jacob Bryant and he said this is the perfect PS plus game. <laughs> and I'm like, Yep. As exactly how I would describe Forspoken. It's like mm-hmm. this should launch on their like premium service because of right? all games, like th- that would be a good one to put on there. It's like such a Game Pass game in that like it would do so well if it came out day one on on something like Game Pass. Yeah, I'm. I I do have pretty high confidence that this will be vastly superior though to Babylon's Fall at least. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> pretty um, confident in that. Pretty, one. pretty confident at least on that. But and then um, what is it? Next month we have Octopath, or is that yeah, March? Octopath two. That's the end of February. Ugh. Um. Yeah. And then yeah, we know, get where's into the, where's the time for that game? <laughs> yeah. Then we get into Azure. We get into Resident Evil. We get into PAX. We get into GDC. Yeah. Jesus. And that's March is like the first three months. So busy. The first three months of yeah. the year. And uh, those aren't and even like, like the heavy hitters of the year. We still have, like you said, Final Fantasy. We have Diablo. We have Zelda, which Tears I don't of the consider, Kingdom. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, what's going on? So many games. And I was talking uh, last episode with uh, Mike Hyam and it just hitting us how many big games are coming out how many just rpgs are coming out this year it's oh yeah it's nutty it's like even the current gen update for dragon ball z kakarot i kind of want to check out 
that's this week. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's this week. We have the Tales of Symphonia remaster. We have the Like a Dragon Ishin releasing next month. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Octopath Traveler. I know it's very contentious and there's a lot of stuff, but Hogwarts Legacy, that's in February. That's love it, hate it, want to swear it off completely, whatever. It's going to do gangbusters. <laughs> Yeah, it is going to sell and do gangbusters. And then, yeah, March, you have The Legend of Heroes Azure. You have the System Shock remake. You have Wulong Fallen Destiny, that kind of Sekiro Neo game by Koei Tecmo that's coming out. You have Mm -hmm. Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection coming out in April that I'm utterly, utterly excited for. And then yeah, then it's then we're into May, and then it's Legend of Zelda, and then we're into June with Diablo and Final Fantasy, and and Street Fighter Six in that month. Street too, Fighter Six, so, yep. So rude, <laughs> so rude. Um, I think Final Fantasy Sixteen comes out like the, the Friday after E three, also, which is yeah. like wild. Oh, that's definitely <laughs> been a a point that's been brought up. Is like okay, well you'll ideally codes will be sent out before so outlets will be having to juggle having people play through and make all sorts of content ready for final fantasy 16's launch in addition to all the e3 craziness um while still reeling from the diablo 4 release that was earlier in the month yeah and it's like August is Baldur's Gate 3. That's going to be a giant game. It's yeah. just, there's so many games. Iodin Chronicles, that 100 Heroes, that's coming out of Kickstarter. That's releasing this year. You have the Sweet Coden 1 and 2 remasters. That's coming out this year. It's just, like you said, Sea of Stars. Starfield's going to be sometime this year. Um, It's just, it's just wild, Alex. It's out of control. It's out of control. Uh, I, you know, it, and people always say like, well, we don't know what's going to get delayed out of this year. It's like, listen, if the games that are set to come out in the first half of this year come out this year, it's, we're good. Yeah. We're set. Um, we'll be in, lucky. In a lot of ways. I, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it is a privilege to, to experience all these video games. I, and, and, you know, as per usual, the entire back half of the year is like a complete question mark basically uh and and i'm sure there's a ton of things that will be announced that will be coming out this year that we just don't even know about yet i i yeah i mean we know next to nothing about anything nintendo's doing they usually have their big year direct in february um yeah we know there's zelda but and we know they have basically a complete version of advance wars waiting in the wings to just shadow drop but will we hear about metroid prime will we hear who knows what we'll get? Yeah, and the rumors about this Metroid remake, Metroid Prime 1 remake, is heating up again. It's like, all right, show it to me. Make me believe. Uh, and then Pikmin 4 is like yeah. one of those other games that they, they had slated for this year. Um, Starting yeah. off heavy with Engage, There's... so. Yeah, which is a good uh, a good starting point, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm very much looking forward to that. They've done plenty of Fire Emblem like <laughs> heroes games where mm-hmm. old characters show up, but they've not done like a proper F- Fire Emblem game where 
you get to channel and summon old characters, mm-hmm. and I'm stoked for that. Oh, and we still have the big Xenoblade 3 DLC. That's going to be this year. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that's right. I don't even know what that's going to look like. Obviously, I don't know Xenoblade that well, but... Um, yeah, and when like is the... your Light Queen coming out? That's in a couple weeks, right, you were saying? Lightfall is February 28th. Lightfall. That's... That's going to be a doozy for me, for sure. Yeah. That's like also just like bleeds right into March. It's yeah. just so rude. Yep. You will have about two and a half weeks before Azure comes out. Ugh. And if that's a lot our, of grinding, I'm going to do I, in those two. Weeks. Are you going to be reviewing <laughs> Azure for IP? I want to. I really enjoyed doing um, Trails from Zero, so yeah. I, I want to. But you know. If it if it depends if I end up going to PAX probably not yeah um it's just or or I will but it's like hey this is gonna be late delayed <laughs> you know like yeah yeah I'm gonna do this when I get back and and I'll be happy with that but um yeah I don't know at this point I might just like hold off on going to PAX um PAX East I'm, well, I'm that's, still like debating. Legend of Heroes comes out before uh PAX and usually yeah, they send the- codes like good deal in advance yeah. i was just wondering because that would cut into your lightfall time yes it would and and but then there's also re4 which is coming out i think like the friday the pax is happening mm-hmm. um and also just like the idea of potentially like going to la in the summer instead and yeah seeing seeing what possibilities that that could lead to so i don't <laughs> a lot of conflicting year on both Travel schedules and yeah. video game releases. Yeah, it's. Whew. Is is there like a number one thing that you're most excited for? I think it's Final Fantasy 16. Um, sure. And I think that's just because, like Azure will play a lot like Zero. Like I know Zero Azure is going to be great. Like that's a, a known quantity. Even Reverie will play a lot like Cold Cold Steel. And I've been playing kind of the fan-translated version of Reverie for a little bit. So I, I, that's mm-hmm. a known quantity. Super excited about Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection, but I, those are known quantities. I think right now my big like hype game is 16. Because it's so Got it. still unknown. There's still so many unknowns to it. Um, yeah. They gotta put out a demo for that game. That's what I want them to do. And there's just, there's just something special about a new numbered Final Fantasy release. Yeah, it's especially like comforting that we're getting the, the guy that that steered the ship on, fourteen brought it back to a really great place to the point where it's like this critically acclaimed game yeah. now. Um, where it very much wasn't, and now it's like, all right, he's producing the his first single player Final Fantasy game. Uh, mm-hmm. We're getting the full numbered. We're getting sixteen. You know this. It's all it, like you said. It is always an exciting time. New world, new story. That's these are the nice things about like this anthology series, right? Like, I I like the 
the this is its own whole thing. Yeah. And it's not like last time because last time where it's like here's the movie and the anime and there's like none of that. It's zero percent that. It's just like yeah, and new game. It's coming out. Mm-hmm. Play it, get it, enjoy it. And like even with fifteen, at the it, it wasn't designed <laughs> to be fifteen. Like it was yeah. A spin-off of the thirteen, or like a side game for the thirteen Fabulo Nova Cristales, whatever thing. <laughs> so it's like knowing that this is the first, like legit developed Final Fantasy for like final n- numbered Final Fantasy game, single player Final Fantasy game that started its life as what it is. In in thirteen years, and that's yeah. exciting. Um, yeah, and it looks to be doing so many things different, and I'm here for it. Every trailer I see, I get more excited. I love that we're getting a new entry with the old summons, like the yes. classic summons um, that aren't like random airships like they were in thirteen. Like this is the first like single player final fantasy that has used traditional like the traditional summons i guess 15 i 15 did have them yeah so but that you couldn't like use them you know it's like this random thing that just happened right that's true and and like thinking about it it's been since like 12 since there wasn't like this whole big thing around the game that included the game, right? Like 13 mm-hmm. was like Fabula Nova Crystallis and all these Aguido 13 and <laughs> versus yeah. 13. And like 12 had like a what the DS game spinoff. Yeah, later um, on. But that was later on. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't like this thing where leading into it. They, they had this whole thing. Um, but like even 10 had like 10 2 that happened. Um, the radio so drama a... that was like 10 13 where Titus kicks a ball that's actually a bomb and dies. I did not know about this, yeah, but that's pretty great. That's uh, like quote unquote canon on how Titus dies. It takes place after been... 10 2, they're like adults and stuff. Titus has a red headband for some reason, and he goes oh. to kick what he thinks is his blitz ball and it turns out to be a bomb and it explodes and he dies. Just just like Batman used to say, sometimes you just can't get rid of a bomb. Yeah. Uh that's so funny. Yeah, I'll have to I find learned... that and, and send that to you. I learned a lot recently about uh Trails radio dramas yeah. that happened between Trails uh mm-hmm. Cold Steel One and Two and stuff. And yeah, I there's was the like vacation or the the spa yeah, the trip trip to wherever mm-hmm. uh, Reen's hometown. hometown yep. I was like, "What is I? I didn't know about any. I didn't want to know about any of this." Um, but yeah, it's just been a while since a Final Fantasy game was just a Final Fantasy game, mm-hmm. right? Like you could maybe say like put seven in that category, seven remake and stuff as well, since like there was no accoutrements with that. But then you play that game, it's like, this is a sequel, I think. They <laughs> so, are trying to make it a media franchise. Yes, for sure. Uh but yeah, it's it's cool to just have sixteen. Be excited for sixteen. And no, I don't have to do like thirty hours of homework mm-hmm. in order to to be ready for that. Um plus, you know, 
I feel like I'm more skeptical that this will come out at the end of the year, but like this whole potential Final Fantasy 14 expansion, um, that that could that will more than likely be announced this year at the very least. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I feel like they'll just put that out early next year. But you know, then again, that's probably when Rebirth is coming out. So I I don't know when is a good time to put that out. You know. Yeah. And then. I'll be curious to see if we get any sort of update on Kingdom Hearts 4 before Rebirth comes out. Because I see them going straight, like, give 16 a month, maybe a month and a half of being out and a lot of marketing for that. And then start dropping little tidbits. Oh, expect Rebirth at the Game Awards or TGS or things like that. I guess maybe there'll be a Kingdom Hearts 4 presence at... That Disney, oh D twenty three D twenty three. If one of those is this year, because I feel like we've always gotten like that's where they revealed Toy Story and other Kingdom Hearts three trailers. I know, but yeah, I don't know. I I'm okay with them like going radio silent for Kingdom Hearts four for a while because yeah. you know I'm not expecting that game to be out like next year or anything. Yeah. Um. And that's fine. You know, like I was just I was so excited that they like took the time to announce it at the anniversary and made it special. Like I know that that game is probably going to take a while, but boy, am I excited for Mm -hmm. the the new era of Kingdom Hearts. And I'm sure like by the end of that game, we'll be like, all right, this is what Kingdom Hearts is now. And fuck me, I guess. (laughs) Um. Yeah, I I wonder. I feel like we could see a big rebirth showing at E3 or Summer Games Fest or whatever because that's what they did for Final Fantasy VII Remake. But see, I um, that's so close to launch of Final Fantasy sixteen though. Yeah, but like, I, ideally, like that game will be like done and ready to come out. Uh, and it's like, hey, you know, you're seeing all this rebirth gameplay. It looks hype as hell. Why don't you go play Final Fantasy 16 and uh, that'll tide you over. Until I could you... see them maybe announcing that maybe in Final Fantasy 16, there, once you be it, there's a trailer or something for Rebirth. But I don't think they would want to take a lot of the eyes off of and like news headlines away from Final Fantasy 16. Sure. During that time, I... like with E3. Yeah, I, I just don't know. I mean, I thought the same thing until, like, they dropped that trailer for Rebirth, like, right in the middle of the marketing cycle for Final Fantasy sixteen. They dropped the trailer for Rebirth before they dropped the release date trailer for Final Fantasy sixteen. you know? Yeah. It's wild. Yeah, it's... There's too many Final Fantasies. I don't like that sort of blasphem- blasphemy... <laughs> Here on this podcast, Alex. I'm 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 no such not thing. complaining. <laughs> There's no such thing as too many Final Fantasies. We have three um, concurrent Final Fantasies right now, and I'm here for it. I like all of them, potentially. Sixteen well, is still a Square, unknown. what was it, a couple weeks ago even said that they have a lot more surprises to reveal this year and there was Yeah, the what whole, does that mean? Well, <laughs> on the NVIDIA leak there was a Final Fantasy Nine remake listed that's right and the nvidia yeah. leak has been eerily accurate up till this yeah. point yeah people are talking about it i i remember i if if they remade another final fantasy would would you want nine to be the first one that they go for 
I, I'd be fine with a 9 remake, I think. See, I'm one of the re- ra- rare folks that isn't a big fan of Final Fantasy 9. It's in my lower... It's towards the bottom. Mm. Um, mostly, there's some aspects. I think the story is pretty good. There are just some aspects to the gameplay and mechanics that I'm really turned off by with Final Fantasy 9. Sure. That... It, it just never really did it for me. So I hope that I think people, I, let me, how, how do I phrase this? I think people that are hoping it's a nine remake should get their expectations kind of leveled out that it's not going to be a final fantasy nine done like final fantasy seven remake. Yeah. I think it would be like, how they did Trials of Mana remake. Um, sure. And, but yeah, I don't know. Honestly, if I could green light a remake, I would green light any, probably five or six, but done in the HD 2D style okay. engine. Really, yeah, any I mean, of the, the 2D Final Fantasies, I would love to see done from the ground up in the hd 2d style i don't want 3d remakes i don't i don't want 3d re- i don't want a 3d remake of six i love five wouldn't want it in that um but give me like a really good final fantasy six in the style of like octopath i would mm. be all over that in a heartbeat yeah i would probably if i had to throw a dart at a board I would probably want the 3D remake of 6, um, which I, I understand mm-hmm. the, the trepidation about it, but I, I've just always loved the uh, the art for 6 as one of the games that I've not played, right? Like, mm-hmm. tried to play 6 multiple times, and I just could not get into it. Um, but, it, so that's, like, the game I would want them to, like, more aggressively redo the combat, potentially make it action combat, like, mm-hmm. seven. Something like that. Um, but yeah, I've just always loved the character art. And there's so many characters in that game. I know um, I, I, I would just love to see a, a 3D world I could walk around in. That is that world and see like the Magitek armor and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, hopefully like done in a little bit more stylized. Like the I always love the idea of doing a, a whole 3D Final Fantasy game in the Mm-hmm. art style of those like original hand-drawn character portraits and stuff yeah that would be sick that would be cool um yeah i think for me it would have to really depend on how they visually try to adapt it because because yeah. that artwork is so synonymous with that game in particular and yeah. i would hate it if they just did tried to go for like a hyper realistic like a super realistic looking one like a final fantasy 7 remake i wouldn't want that yeah i get you um i would still buy it i would still play it i still <laughs> love it mind you don't don't get me wrong but just you know if you, if you could choose i if get it. i could choose right i think there would be something i th- i think there's something lost when you don't leave parts to the imagination and i think the same goes for the final fantasy 7 remake 
Um, yes, it looks gorgeous, and they capture a lot of moments, but at the same time, there's a, there's something lost, just little bits here and there from kind of the blocky character sprites or character models and the static backgrounds um, that I think would just be exasperated or ex- increase like that loss would be trying to adapt 2D pixel art to a a realistic I think the the ground up super high fidelity remakes are much better geared towards the three previously already 3d final fantasy games is my long-winded way of saying that yeah that's fair but um yeah yeah i don't know let's remake 10 i'm i would love more 10 more stuff with spira i thought 10 was fantastic what if they announced 10 3 i mean i'd be okay with it I would also be yeah. really okay if they did like a ten prequel where you play as Oren, Jekt, and Braska on Ooh. their on their whole pilgrimage thing. I think that could be c- kind of cool. That's actually kind of neat. Yeah. Um, what if they remade Final Fantasy XI in Final Fantasy fourteen? I mean, they're still releasing Final Fantasy XI stuff. I know. <laughs> For the for the ten thousand people that are still absolutely loving that game, I'm, I mean, I'm it must be them. making them money because I mean, look at they closed the mobile first Final Fantasy VII first soldier mobile game in less than yeah. a year, so yeah. it must be making some bank for them to keep not only running the server cost but development on eleven. Yeah, effectively a PS2 game, right? Right, that they're still just putting stuff out for. So, yeah, it's it's going to be a wild and expensive and time-consuming year in so many ways. Um, yeah. In all my favorite ways. Oh, yeah. V- video games. Video, the video games. But, cool. Um, but do you have any goals? Actually, before we get to, to your goals or things you mm-hmm. might set for this year... Uh, I put out a a post on the Reddits, the internets, about what some of your goals and uh, resolutions, gaming resolutions you might have for 2023, and a number of you listeners submitted. So we are going to go around the web to see what those are. First up, we have user LukeTheMan6 from Reddit. They say, this year is the year of Final Fantasy for me. I want to finally get through all the entries I've never played before. 13.3, Lightning Returns, 5, 6, 12, and 15. After experiencing the Trails in the Sky trilogy last year, I also want to catch up on that series this year. This might be a good goal for the next four years, though. True story. Ooh, yeah. That's a good goal, though. It is. I I have always wanted to like go and, like, all right, let me play... Four, five, and six, and and eight, nine, and but it's just every time I try, it's just like I, mm-hmm. it's like um, maybe maybe I'm fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think the Trails games that will be a an exciting journey. Definitely, uh, highly recommend for sure. For sure. Want to take the next one? Sure. From Deft Toned 006 
I stopped setting goals for JRPGs because it added unnecessary pressure to play more and unneeded disappointment when I don't meet an arbitrary number. I have a massive backlog, and I'm okay with that. Just going to have fun and play some when I have time. Whether it's new stuff or older stuff, I won't know until then. As for replaying old ones, it's a definite no. I have too many. I still need to play for the first time, so I don't need to be spending hours on on game I already experienced no matter how special my time with it was. That's it. These are wise words because I think you start, you'd be like, I need to finish two backlog games every month. Like, it's just going to make it work and not you playing a game because you want to play it and experience it. Um, I did last year because I I started writing down every game I finished Mm -hmm. and and writing my thoughts on it. Um, So in that process, I have written down every single game in my backlog and my my very loose goal is to just knock a couple off of those mm-hmm. every year. So last year I finished Unsighted and Fire Emblem Three Houses and uh, I think one more. And I ended up playing all of the old God of War games. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was great. That I felt very good about that. Just like the year before, I ended up getting through all the Trails games. Um and I felt very good about just sprinkling them in throughout the year, especially yeah. when you run into uh, like a couple of weeks where it's like, I got nothing, you know, like there's nothing. I'm kind of waiting for a new thing or I'm waiting for this. So I don't really want to play anything else until then. But like, yeah. maybe there's something immersive to distract you. So, yeah, I, I like that goal. Oh, yeah. We got Redfall this year, too, don't we? From Arcane. Oh, oh yeah. Which is kind of like a. Kind of like an RPG. I mean, they said it's like they're Far Cry, and Far Cry's, especially Far Cry Three, and the later ones are kind of RPG. Very RPG. So yeah, yeah. Just another game on the list of things. <laughs> um, <laughs> add it to the pile, yep, baby. Add it to the the giant pile. But like Alex said, those are very wise words, deft toned. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have user Kumazan from Reddit. They say, other than my most anticipated games, Trails into Reverie, Fire Emblem Engage, and Persona Three Portable. I hope this year I can finally get into a Final Fantasy game. After failing to stick with Final Fantasy 7 and 8 and Crystal Chronicles when it released for the Nintendo GameCube, I hope a more modern take from Final Fantasy 7 Remake can get me into the series. Catching up on East would be nice too. At the very least, I should be playing Nepishtim soonish. Maybe I could give Adelier a go as well. I like my chill games from time to time, and Adelier always shows up in such discussions, so my interest in the series is kind of growing. My main turnoff is still the weight of crafting. And just as an edit, I forgot. I plan to play through the Xeno Saga, uh, play through Xeno Saga at some point. I played all the other Xeno games in 2022, so I'll wait a bit, probably after the story DLC of Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Will be a good time. Yeah. Some good lists, some good games. Yeah, the uh, the Adelier games I have not, I have not dabbled with. I don't think that one's for me. I'll I'll throw it out there. I like the idea of being a shopkeeper. Mm-hmm. There's just too much other stuff going on in those games. Yeah, it seems very complicated. Um, I also thought about maybe playing a, a Xeno. Xenoblade Chronicles this year, giving it a, a, a good old college try. Xenoblade Three is very good. I think it is the best entry point, and you won't like. Yeah. It doesn't spoil or do much with the other games, um. But no, Xenoblade yeah. Three is 
very, very good. Um, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, from a user Snowwin with two N's underscore. Uh, I got a couple goals. They're pretty general since specific and long-term goals always get scrambled due to stuff happening. Like, who knows? Maybe Grand Blue Fantasy Reeling suddenly releases, making me leave Adelie or Furious on the backlog once again. Uh, playing some more of my mostly non-RPG PS3 backlog before the PS3 breaks down. Play more Trails games, currently on Sky 2. Play Adelie or Furious. Something else always comes up before I start. Uh, by Chained Echoes and Sea of Stars. Happy to see a Sea of Stars mentioned. Yep, I included this submission specifically because they mentioned Sea of Stars. I was like, oh, gotta gotta include that for Alex. Yeah, I very good. Chained Echoes seems pretty good so far too. Some really good animation work, mm-hmm. um, and world building. But you know, it's also a JRPG. So, yep. true story. Strap in. <laughs> Uh, user McLeod from Reddit, last one for this week. I only have one gaming goal for 2023, and it's simply to play more than I did in 2022. I moved twice, and I did not have nearly enough time or energy to dedicate to my favorite hobby. As far as JRPGs go, I want to replay Xenosaga, and then beat the second and third. I also want to replay Final Fantasy XV. Other than that, I have to catch up on Star Ocean the Divine Force, Valkyrie Elysium, and prepare for Final Fantasy 16, Grand Blue Fantasy Relink, and keep up with Final Fantasy 14. Yeah. I'm I'm interested in the This is like the action Grand Blue game, right? I think so. Yeah, cuz I watched some trailers for it and I thought it looked cool. Um I'm always watching trailers for action JRPGs, <laughs> just like trying to find my next Kingdom Hearts or whatever, yeah. you know. It's um, um, yeah, some some good goals to be sure. But what about you, Alex? What are some of your goals? Do you have any for twenty twenty three? Um, goals definitely. Like I, I, you know, at some point this will be out this month, so I don't mind talking about it here. I'm gonna be trying to write a monthly column for Destiny, um, which nice. is really exciting. Um, and part of that, like the first one that I have is, is talking about like the inapproachability and, and some of the other problems and good things going on, uh, in destiny. So that's definitely Mm -hmm. a goal. And I think trying to become more of a voice in that community, um, is, is something exciting. I haven't really had like a live game like that. Like Mm -hmm. as someone who's not in MMOs, I, I haven't really had one before. So I'm excited to like hopefully have some kind of voice in that uh, throughout yeah. the year. Um, obviously, <laughs> covering. I want to review more games this year also. Um, mm-hmm. I, I really liked doing Trails to uh, trails from Zero last year, and it helped like having you kind of along for the ride. Yeah, like, that was a lot we, of fun, considering we both yeah. reviewed it um, yeah. and got to talk about it right away. That was, that was a yeah. good time. That felt very good. It was a good loop, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it made me more excited. Like every time I was getting to a point of like, oh man, I got, I can't wait to talk about this with Scott. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of deal. Um, and then, like I mentioned earlier, you know, knocking at least a couple of things off of my backlog throughout the year. It's very big, but like there's some games like like Doom Eternal is like a game that I'd like to just you know finish mm-hmm. at some point, right? <laughs> Something like that it doesn't necessarily have to be like crazy long. 
or whatever, like, you know, Stray is in there, right? That's, like, not a long game. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, even the, the simpler things. Um, and, yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying to, like, just put out more stuff and, and write more stuff. I'm feeling good about that versus, like, the last couple of years where just health and life have, have made that yeah. really difficult. I feel better. You know, I'm still obviously going through a lot of troubles with those things, but uh, I'm feeling better about it. So uh, that's a a good goal to have. Definitely. Uh, you got anything in the in the head? Um, I think for me, I in terms of RPGs, um, I really want to beat a Yakuza game. Um, <laughs> just one. Because so many people that we know and people I respect fucking love the things. Mm -hmm. And I I started Kiwami once, maybe. Um, But then when they were all on Game Pass, I started and put maybe 10 or 12 hours into Zero. And then whether a game came up, I don't remember. Um, But I just stopped playing it. And it's just like, I need, like, I liked Majima, I liked uh, Kazuya, Kazuma, whatever his name is. I'm sorry. See, this is how much it, I, like, it, it wasn't Somebody clicking. I burst don't... in your room. Fake fan! <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's like, it wasn't grabbing me. And I need to just kind of force my way through, because I had to force my way through Xenoblade Chronicles. I ended up loving Xenoblade Chronicles. I had to force myself through Trails of Cold Steel, and I you, we know how that turned out. So yeah. it's like, I just had to like push myself past that barrier. I think that I've put up in my mind or whatever that I that wall, and maybe I'll suddenly discover that yes, you all are correct. This is a god tier series, um, but I I just I want to get through that. I I, I need to get through. A Yakuza game. <laughs> yeah, I own I them because I've always been like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get through. So I have them all still sealed for PlayStation. I have them on Game Pass. Um, or I did have you them on Game Pass. You could, um, if you'd like, you could try like Judgment potentially as like another entry point. Um, since that's like stylistically the same, it's just different character perspective no i feel like that one is one of those where it's like i i'll respect it and i'll enjoy it more if i i've played the yakuza sure sure so it's and i know a lot of people have said oh you could just start with like a dragon because it's a turn-based rpg and that's your shtick and it's like i i understand and i respect that it's also the seventh game and my (laughs) series ocd won't let me do that yeah yeah it's tough i i mean i the first yakuza game i played and finished was yakuza 6 i know i I, it still blows (laughs) my mind that you can just jump to the end of a series and play i don't because i just i picture someone jumping into the legend of heroes games and the first game they played and beat was cold steel 4 and yeah like that's what i kind of attribute it to and i don't know if it's accurate it's not the thing is it's not because like yakuza 6 has very little to do with the other yakuza games mm-hmm. 
Um, definitely like where it starts because like where you're kind of picking up from the character, but then the story goes down this kind of side path of like, you're trying to find out who this kid's father is, um, and, and find out who like the, you're taking care of a baby and, and a lot of these responsibilities, all totally separate characters in this totally separate town that you end up going to. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was like, I think it was good for that. Um, but it was more of like a thematic send off to Kiryu, you know. Kiryu, that's his name. I his name is, I... is is Kazuma Kiryu. So you you had okay. it the second time. Okay. Good. Um, Kazuma but yeah. chat. <laughs> like I get like little things. Dude, there's a dude in that in six that's like always calls you uh, his big bro. It's very fun. <laughs> um. But I get it. That was like, I, I was doing that for review, and it was a very edge case. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Why not? I Why not, not? None of this is going to make sense to me yep. anyway. I ended up loving it, though. So, like, that was weirdly my entry point. And I've got, gone back to mm-hmm. to Zero and stuff. Like, I got to, I've, I've gotten very far into Zero, I'll say. And I have not finished that game. So, I, I get it. It's just long. It's long yeah. as hell, man. But I think uh, that's my main get, goal. And the other yeah. is just to stay above water with all the games coming out. Yeah. Um, the To the best of my ability uh, and just see see where it goes. I think the Steam Deck is going to be my best friend this year. Mm-hmm. Um, especially since I linked it to... So basically I added the functionality so I can remote into my PlayStations. Ooh, nice. Yes. So. Um, but yeah, I think my main... The, my main goal I've set for myself is to beat a Yakuza game. <laughs> a good goal. Just a Yakuza, not the series, not most of the series. Nope, just a game. Just just one. And from there, everything else will be uh, will be gravy uh, and nice bonuses. Yeah, and I'll try and beat a Xenoblade Chronicles game. About comparable in length, you know? Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say so. But before we end off this this just chill kind of hangout chat session, I'm curious, Alex, I'm going to list off mm-hmm. some games and I want to know mm-hmm. if you think we will hear about the next entry in the series sometime this year. Ooh, OK. OK. Tales. Uh, no. Persona. No. It's good. Those are really I'm the sorry. no. Those are the the main ones I was thinking. I thought I was going to have a larger list, but then when I when push games to shove, it's it's only two. Um, because all all the other games are coming out this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Tales of Persona. We know. We know about Kingdom Hearts. Um, yeah, we already got the Kingdom Hearts drop, so it's like it's not going to be Xenoblade because that just came out last year. We'll get and we'll get DLC. Yeah. Um. Pokemon. Ooh. Yes. We'll hear about DLC this year, I think. Do you think we will hear about the next like main game? And do you think it's going to be like a n- new Arceus? A new Let's Go? Or do you think they'll just... I I doubt it would be like the next generate quote-unquote generation. No, no. Because they always take like four or so years between those right. ones. Um, yeah, I think we'll hear about the next thing which will not be another main game. I think it'll just be a major expansion for Scarlet and Violet. Okay. 
Yeah, that's, that's a good question you. though. What what about you? Tales and Persona. Tales, I could see us getting a very nebulous like name with mm. a solid color background and just silhouettes of like the main yeah. character. I could see something like that. Or maybe a video of the one of the zones that they like to do and maybe the main character fighting some some egg bears or something. Um, cause it's been a number of years at this point since Arise, uh, Arise came out last year in the, last year. So figure they've had, no, two years ago, two years ago now. Yeah. yeah. Rise was two years ago. Yeah. Two years yeah. ago. It was 2021. So I think they would have like an announcement that they could show. Sure. Um, I will always say no on the persona front because a it's so hard to tell what what they're thinking and what they're up to, um, and b so that way I I'm not expecting it when I yeah. get it. <laughs> what about that fantasy RPG Alice was working like like relink fantasy or whatever? I can't even remember. Oh, re fantasy with the uh, project re fantasy. Yeah, yeah, with the redheaded elf warrior. That's like I I've been thinking that's gonna be their next game before Persona Six for a long time, but we just haven't heard about anything. Yeah. So like I don't know if they've maybe split into two teams, um, if if like what P Studio is specifically thinking or doing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if they were ever involved with like the ports that that have been going on, like the the Switch and stuff ports. You know, I, I imagine they might have helped with those in some regards. Mm-hmm. Um, but Atlas is out there saying like, we've got like five games in development. Um, and you've got to imagine one of those is a new persona game. Yeah. Um, and I, and I similar to like final fantasy 16, I really don't like, we don't need like a big era of spinoffs between each game. Like I'm fine mm-hmm. with just like game to game. Those spinoffs make money is the thing. Um, but we've had, I feel like we've checked all the boxes, right? We haven't gotten a fighting game from Persona 5 at all. Um, but we've got the Strikers, we've got Persona Q2. Got, got dancing, dancing in Moonlight or Starlight. Yeah. The thing that I saw circulating around there that gets me really excited is the idea of a Persona 3 remake in the style of Persona 5. I would really, it needs really, it. really love that. It needs it. Yeah, I I love Persona Three. It is like just old as hell. Yes, it is. <laughs> and and it was like before they figured out their whole social link system. It was like the first game they were experimenting with that. Mm-hmm. So I think them being able to go back and be like, let's slap on those Persona Five like upgrades and special abilities and more characters and better writing, like re- redo the translation, everything. Because uh, Persona Three was my entry point in that franchise. It will always always have a special place in my heart mm-hmm. i love that game um and i would love to see a fully done from the ground up remake of that just that is like as wonderful yeah. and magical as persona 5 yeah and i think there's do- definitely aspects of it that have not aged well um i yeah. think the whole i think we live in a vastly different climate where it was already questionable back then but i don't know how well uh Teen kids, like high school kids, putting gun-like objects Guns to, to their, their head. heads to pull triggers. Yeah. I don't. I don't really think that sets as, sits as well anymore. Yeah. Um, I wonder if they'd keep that though. Like, I, I just 
they don't have to obviously i don't think it's like integral to the game they um, could alter it but yeah they or could even if they it. just made it very not look quite as much like a gun <laughs> suicide uh, yeah. yeah like a pistol to the head um, Yeah. but yeah i don't know i i would love it um i think it needs it yeah but Please. i i honestly though I want they they need to do something with Persona One and Two because those games deserve yeah. eyes on them. And as someone who's played them, it's not a an elitist thing, but it it just riles me up a little bit when everyone seems to just think Persona starts at Persona Three, and it's like there's a clear delineation between the styles of gameplay. Like I get yeah. that, but there's a lot of cool stuff in the the early personas too, um, yeah. like persona one in the duology of two that I just wish more people also realized, um, and kind of mentioned. So I would love to see those, even if it's just an up port, but just get some more eyes on those. But persona three definitely yeah. needs a remake. <laughs> yeah. It is the I'd most problematic of, um, in terms of like, even with this HD port that's coming out, it's like, there's no right answer. Do you port the original with high resolution? Do you port FES, which adds the extra stuff at the end, like the extra epilogue, um, but doesn't have the female protagonist? Or do you do the portable version, which doesn't really al- turns all non-essential locations into just static pictures that you maneuver around, but gives yeah. removes the epilogue, but gives you the female protagonist? It's like obviously they went with the portable route was like i personally would have preferred the fes stuff just because i prefer to walk around environments as opposed to just clicking on icons in an environment yeah um and it's also like fes is definitively canon if you're going to play other persona 3 games mm-hmm. right whereas persona 3 portable isn't and it's like yeah <laughs> But that that version is way more accessible and way easier to play because of like the combat and the right. changes they made there. So yeah, they're they've they've put themselves in this difficult position of like there isn't a right answer. But obviously, I get why they chose Persona Three Portable. Right. Um, but a lot of people are going to play that and be like, well, it's kind of a bummer. I can't just walk around in high school and stuff like you can in all the other games. Yeah, um, it's it's yeah i can't i actually can't speak more on that right now um next week i could but as of right now i can't go into more detail um but yeah i mean i'd be down if if three got a remake that would be pretty sick that'd be pretty sweet yeah but the dream yeah we'll see we will see but i think that's gonna do it for this this nice chill hangout sesh my friend now little fireside chat yeah yeah you know it um but as always thank you for coming by alex always good to catch up it's been a little bit Mm -hmm. so got to hear about what you've been playing what you're looking forward to it's a great time as always yeah pleasure is mine scott i get to enjoy your company oh thank you thank you my friend but where can people find you online what do you have cooking uh what can people expect or look forward to in ipd and d um yeah so Alfighter 27 everywhere you look that's where i'm at um ipdnd uh we just kind of finished out our first arc so to speak we're, we're still kind of wrapping it up 
Um, but that's all caught up to where we are in game now. All available on rationalpatch.com slash IPDND um, and on the podcast feed. Excited, we're, but we're hopefully going to be sitting down this coming weekend to uh, yeah to roll some dice, um, which I'm excited about. Got mm-hmm. some fun stuff planned. Uh, next episode is February 13th, just in time for Valentine's Day, y'all. Um and yeah the has that been recorded yet or is what we're playing this weekend going to be that what we're playing this weekend is going to be that oh I am going to make it extra horny then <laughs> okay I'll I'll I'm gonna have myself. to I'm gonna have to put that in the Discord be like hey everyone be extra horny this is the Valentine's episode this will be the Valentine's at least probably the first half of that session will be the Valentine's <laughs> episode and then it'll get this weirdly still horny afterwards. Yep. Um yeah, and then a bunch of zombies will will show up to celebrate Resident Evil 4 coming out. Are uh, they horny zombies? I they could be. Oh, uh, you got to tune in to find out. Um yeah, very excited. You know, we do, we've been doing that for a year, which is also crazy. Um wow. and uh yeah, I love that. I love uh, I love the the party of five that we have, the unnamed party of five, full of shenanigans. Um, the Destiny first Destiny um, column will probably be up at the end of this month. Uh, five things that are going well with Destiny, and five things that are going not so well. Um, and then my written list of my top ten games of. 2022 will be up uh probably sometime the next week or two from this uh and then at the end of the month mike and i are going to be recording a pre-lightfall d2 podcast uh and nintendo land uh is probably going to be a nintendo direct early next month if i had to take a stab in the dark and uh we'll be talking about it so that's uh that's what's cooking awesome Sounds good. Lots of good stuff. Um, for me, got my recent Fire Emblem Engage preview went up over on RPG site. Um, in terms of over on Irrational Passions, next week should have a preview of a board game I got to prototype. Ooh. So I'm actually putting that together. It's a strategy mech title that's coming to Kickstarter on the 17th. I got to test a physical prototype of it. That was very cool for Aegis combining robot battles uh very cool so look forward to that and yeah just where wherever i, I pop up I'll, i'm kane over on ipd and d so your favorite purple or amethyst dragonborn and yeah that's that's all i got cooking right now but thank you to each and every one of you who has listened today be sure to rate and review us on your preferred podcast service as i'd really appreciate it if you have an RPG you would like us to feature on an episode, tweet at underscore RPG University with the hashtag RPGU with your suggestion, or you can share your own favorite RPGs directly with me on Twitter at ProfessorRPG. Remember, every other week, the show is returned to its every other week um, scheduling, but on the off weeks when there isn't a brand new episode, I do stream over on Twitch.tv slash Irrational Passions, uh, where I hang out and I play RPGs. So feel free to come by and chat. I'd love to have you. And as always, everybody, stay safe, stay healthy, be kind to one another. Class dismissed. Mm-hmm.